Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah, LeVar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brady. Come on, man. Brady oh, yeah. Oh, Brady ain't in for it today. Yeah. Bra- nah, that wasn't it. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you don't get Getting it, there. Man. You're getting closer. Yeah. Yeah. Ask yeah. me to do it, Lamar. No. Come on, come on, come on, Jonas. C. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, keep right. moving. Yeah, you keep guys moving. don't even know, man. Let's keep, let's keep uh, moving. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe Fox like Sports a, Radio. <laughs> bucket of corn last night. It's Just uh, straight corny this morning. Uh, LeVar Arrington, Jeez. Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can also find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Wednesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we got a couple of weeks left in the NFL season, uh, the first ever uh, 18-week NFL season. And so uh, we've got some teams out there that have got this, some decisions to make. Uh, but guys, if you're interested in being a head coach, guess what? We got good news. The Jacksonville Jaguars are starting up their interview process. Yeah, the worst team in the league, uh, two years running, is now looking for a head coach. And we've got all sorts of names out there. Believe it or not, yeah, they've got all sorts of names that are being tied to the Jacksonville interview process. Doug Peterson, former Eagles coach. uh, Jim Caldwell had a couple of runs with Indianapolis and Detroit. Byron Leftwich, the OC for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore. Uh, There's been a bunch of names tied to this. Uh, Brady Quinn, the Jags interview process is underway. Let's get involved. Let's make it happen and be a part of the worst franchise in the NFL. Let's go. Uh, I'm going to pass. I'm, I'm going to pass on all, all things involved. Big fan of a, a few of the players and their team as far as just what I think their ability is. But uh, the hard part is, you know, Trent Balky somehow has the ear of Shad Khan. He's going to be a part of this next head coaching hire. Based on how things worked out, whether it's in San Francisco or in Jacksonville, this you know this time frame, probably not not going to work out well. Uh, that, that's just my guess. Uh, there might be some success, but uh, it seems like it always comes to it to a crashing end at some point. So, the the more interesting thing I'm curious is like a guy like Byron Leftwich makes all the sense in the world. Was there as a player? He understands that market. I think he understands what this organization has been at times, maybe what it can be. He's you know, been calling plays for Tampa now, being around Tom Brady, all of that. The only thing that stands in the face is there was a report that came out that said they wanted to have a guy who's got prior head coaching experience in the NFL. They didn't want to start over with someone who's doing this in the NFL for the first time. So are they going to make an exception or are they not? I mean, that's what becomes interesting about all of this is we hear owners say things all the time about what they're looking for in their next head coach, and then they completely, completely disregard that. Or they'll go through a coaching search, and they'll get the advice of, for example, 
Jimmy Haslam of the Cleveland Browns. I mean, Kevin Stefanski was who was actually said to them, like, hey, this would be the candidate we think would be best suited for what you guys are doing. But no, they ended up elevating Freddie Kitchens into that spot. And he ended up being the head coach for a period of time before it ended up eventually being Kevin Stefanski. So for whatever reason, owners sometimes don't even listen to the advice that they're either paying for or some of their initial thoughts on how they feel about the situation, and they get persuaded at some period of time. But Byron Leftwich makes all the sense in the world to me as far as who would make the most sense for Trevor Lawrence, a player and a guy who gets that area and everything else. It just it comes down to the, no different than what I said about Urban Meyer when he got hired. Have patience. This is an awful organization. Awful. And, you know, you've got to have time for him to learn as far as this organization to change if you're ever going to see what they're capable of a few years from now. I wonder if that was a shot at Urban Meyer. We want a guy with that has been a coach formerly yeah. in, in the league. Is, like, is it, like, not enough? Like, is it not enough – everything that's taken place like you got to put that out there as as like a, a parting gift shot a dart so to speak I, I think that that's interesting but uh, again I'll say this when you look at situations such as these and you're trying to find the right candidate to change the fortunes and and the trajectory of of a team which is really a trajectory of the entire franchise. It's a difficult proposition when you have people above the pay grade of the person that you're going to hire that holds them back from being able to achieve and accomplish what it is they're being hired for. I'm going to let that sink in. Let, Let that sink in because that's the ultimate reason why coaches going into situations like this is in some cases coaching suicide it's 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 why would why would byron leftwich leave what he has right now for that now nonetheless it always happens right if a guy gets an opportunity they're going to try to make their 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 way but man why would you go into a situation because if you've been around the business long enough you know if if the people that are above you that can overrule your decision making ability, whether it be on personnel moves with players, whether it be on coaching staff hires and fires, whether it be on how you discipline or or free agency, whatever it may be, if you have people above you, the owner, the GM, anybody else that may be in those circles that they run in and they sit around and they make these decisions and do what they do, you're not giving a person an opportunity to change the team. You're giving them an opportunity to be called a head coach. And that's what you got to be mindful of in these situations. The one thing Jacksonville had going for him is patience. 
because when you looked at the the job there as a head coach, it was always, yeah, you know, it's maybe not the most ideal situation, but at least you know you're going to give give the coach some time to try and turn it around. Gus Bradley got several years there where they were a bad team every single year. They were picking in the top five virtually every single year, and they gave him an opportunity. They were patient until they decided we got to move on. Doug Marone, a lot of people thought Doug Marone was going to be a young, gone a year prior to when he actually came back for the final season. They showed patience. So you thought when Urban Meyer came in, well, that's an attractive job because you know the organization has shown that they're going to be patient with you. All that's gone. That, that completely changed. I think the job and that destination got worse this year, not better. And that's after the coach they got rid of doubled their win total from a year ago in, in less games. So if I'm one of these guys, I look at this gig going, I don't know anymore. And if I'm Byron Leftwich. Uh, you guys tell me if I'm crazy. I would rather wait for Bruce Arians to retire and take over in Tampa than go take this job in Jacksonville right now with no guarantees that I would get the Tampa job. I'd rather wait. I, I think that depends on the quarterback, though, right? I mean, th- that's what this is about. You know, last year when you control the number one overall pick and you have a class that has a prospect like Trevor Lawrence, you, you I mean, you're going to be tied to that forever, so you feel pretty good about it, and especially having a second first-round pick – all that draft capital, all the, all the cap space. So you've got all of that. This year now, yeah, you've got the number one pick as it is right now. You don't need that number one overall prospect as, at the quarterback spot. And you might say, yeah, let, let's, let's go get another edge guy. But as I said yesterday, you drafted Josh Allen. You've drafted Caleb Von Chase on. Are you going to invest another pick in, 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 in an edge rusher? You need help on the O-line. Is, it, is that too high then to take an offensive lineman that we don't necessarily have one that's regarded as a guy that would potentially go number one overall? I mean, there, there's a lot of questions in regards to how that, that's going to look. So to your point, Jonas, I, I do think it's less attractive from the optics of, well, you know, look what Shad Khan said he was going to do and then how things actually operated. You're being hired by a general manager that kneecapped the most recent head coach. He's done it previously in his career. And so he obviously has the ear of the owner. And so if you butt heads right away, it's going to be a problem. And so to your point, like, yeah, if this is the only opportunity I get, I'm probably going to wait for another opportunity or for, you know, the situation in Tampa to clear itself up where I can then, you know, sit there and say, all right, how much longer is Tom Brady going to be here and who's coming in behind him? Because that's going to be a big key of, of what all happens next. And also, like, uh, Doug Peterson. Like, uh, there's a lot of conversation. Well, you know, Doug Peterson would make some sense in, in Jacksonville. Man, I, I don't know that Doug Peterson looks at this and goes, oh, yeah, that's the one for me. Like, I think there's a reason that he waited to get him. Because there was talks that he was going to get hired right away this past offseason, right, like right. Mike McCarthy, and he waited. I just, like, well, I think I, about this. Why did, why did he leave Philly? Who ended up pushing him out? Another yeah. guy who had the ear of the owner, yeah. Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman, yeah. Who also pushed out Chip Kelly. I mean, you could go through the line of some of these guys who find their way into an organization. They know how to maneuver a corporate structure, and they end up finding a way to the guy in power and, and have his ear. And they become the influential piece that makes all these decisions. So I don't know that Doug Peterson wants to tie himself to another guy that could do the exact same thing to him that Howie Roseman did. I also wonder, uh, do you guys buy into the the approach of, well, you need an offensive guy or a defensive guy? Uh, you got this young quarterback. got it Because a lot of these names outside of Dan Quinn uh, and a couple others have been thrown out. I think Matt Eberflus is another one that's been thrown out there. Outside, it's all offensive guys. 
If you're Jacksonville, you just need somebody that's gonna that's gonna you know steer the ship in the right direction. Well, correct. Think about it this way: everything. If you bring in someone who doesn't create the ripples and waves that Urban did, perceivably by having a a, a woman dancing on his lap in a restaurant or uh, kicking a dude in the hamstring. It's so funny. I was listening to Shannon Sharp talk about how <laughs> if you want to know what a real football player is, you put your finger in, in a real football player's head, you're going to get a swing. <laughs> so the fact that we found out about uh, Urban's foot touching the hamstring and the way that we did said all we needed to know. You just I would assume that Jacksonville is looking at it as we just need to bring somebody in that isn't going to be in the media, isn't going to be scrutinized the way that Urban was, and that's a win for Jacksonville. I don't even cuz if we're talking about the the what the team needs, the team needs a culture shift. They need a culture change. That's that's where you have to start. The biggest mistake people make in trying to change where the the trajectory of their teams are is they think that oh do we get an offensive minded guy do we get a defensive minded guy no start with culture you need to find somebody who's going to build the proper culture and then you worry about everything else because let me tell you right now if you had the best play calling the most sophisticated play calling mind in all of the game if if you bring him into a culture that is is toxic and not conducive, an environment not conducive to success, they will fail. If you bring in a defensive guru in a toxic environment that is a, an environment that is not conducive to success, they will fail. So the point is, the problem that, that Jacksonville is going to have to, to really address and be honest about is you have to address the culture and you have to start there before you worry about anything else. Well, if they want to change that, tell Shad gone uh, to sell the team. See ya. Uh, get rid of the team. You want to change the culture. Uh, that That's the common denominator through all this. You know, maybe they'll get somebody in there who's going to uh, put some cement in those swimming pools in the top deck. Get them out of London. Uh, all right, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home. What's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Up next, uh, there is a, um, there's a number out there and an opportunity for you to make money on one selection in the NFL, and it seems like an absolute can't miss. We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Bobby Johnson is knocked down at the last second. Somebody threw a shoe. There's a pigeon on the field. <laughs> there he is. Uh, play-by-play on a pigeon. Remember when, uh, was it, uh, who was the guy who did the play-by-play on the streaker? The guy who ran on the field? Kevin Harlan. Yeah, Kevin Harlan did that. Yeah. And Madden was the originator of calling the action on the field when you had uh, an intruder. Like, he was the originator of that as well, too. The great John Madden and Pat Summerall. Yeah, he came before Kevin Harlan. But yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. listen, uh, you know, I'm just trying to celebrate uh, John Madden. 
I yeah. mean, your negativity isn't really necessary. I don't know if it'd be negativity. Moment. It's just, you know. Whatever, man. Uh, all right. It's two pros and a cup of Joe here. Hey, Fox man, Sports Radio. You need to leave Brady alone, bro. Oh, I see what's happening. Leave him alone, man. Uh, Lee, like, Lee, chill out on that, man. Lee DeLapp and I have a uh, no, have, have a bond. That here. has nothing to do with yeah. it, but I mean, I'm what just bond? saying. Yeah. Oh, they have this weird thing. They opened the door at the same exact time <laughs> during got, the break. LeVar <laughs> got weirded out. We opened weird, the door at the same time. They literally opened the door at the same exact time. Hey, man. You know, it's a relationship built on uh, ten years. Sweat equity. Yeah, yeah sweat yeah. equity. All right, that, that's something. Sweat and equity on yeah. and off yeah. the clock. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean? Indeed. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's the only way you build clock. those unbreakable <laughs> bonds. <laughs> the you know? L silent. Yeah. Clock. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, coming up later on this hour, right. we are going to have uh, we are going to have some uh, awards to hand out. The midweek good, bad, and ugly. We will give those out here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, we are brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company and that's why discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year discover exceptionally common sense learn more discover.com slash match limitations apply so i was looking up uh john madden and what he makes off the video game and this is uh, I, this is just one thing that i'm seeing here i don't know if this is accurate but you guys tell me if this seems right it says that um John Matt, when EA Sports signed a $300 million deal to become the exclusive game developer for the NFL, this was back in 2005, there were rumors circulating they were going to be dropping Madden from future games. Like, I remember hearing some of that out there, that maybe he wouldn't come along with them moving forward. But he signed a deal that would allow his likeness and name to be used in the game in perpetuity for a reported $150 million fee. How much do you think he earns annually, John Madden, for the video game? Now, LeVar, you already know the already answer, so, so right. give a fake answer so we don't ruin the game I won't give an everybody. answer. I'll just let Brady answer. All right, Brady, how much well, do you think he earns? I guess, I guess I'm confused, though, about what you're saying. So he initially signed right, the this, deal in 05 this, this for is where, This is where he's buying time to Google. All right, very, no, very I, job I, well I'm done, not, smooth. I, I, All right. Go ahead. Jeez. Can you stop being a jackass and just answer <laughs> yeah, just, the question? Right. Jesus. I'm read, I just, you said that he initially got $150 million up front, uh, and it, then he gets what off of that? He, he gets uh, an annual fee. Okay. So what do you um, think the annual fee is? I think the annual fee is, uh, is $10 million? Yeah. It, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Because you're so far off. Dude, he's getting $2 really? million a year. I'm well, shocked. That's not that bad, though. Because for 150 it, million up front, you didn't say that yeah, when that, you said that's what I'm two million. 150 million up front, you're getting two million a year after that. That's a pretty damn good deal. Because he's probably getting what one percent of of whatever the the revenue is generated from it. Now the question to me would be, for how long? How long is that deal for? Was that a well, lifelong deal? Perpetuity means forever. Yeah, yeah, it's forever. That means it doesn't stop. That means even the family, as long as the game keeps going, even when he dies, his family would still be getting that revenue i would say there needs to there would need to be escalators connected to that figure if it's for the life of of a contract two million is not enough not for a 150 million dollar upfront fee it's not enough all right so you go back to the negotiating table what do you need i i mean five five million a year hmm 
I think that's too low. You, you don't want a flat number, Jonas. You want to have a percentage. Yeah. So then as the game Correct. grows in Correct. popularity, Correct. you're making more than just five. That's what, yeah. Okay, so yes. let, let's say there was a flat number. What what flat oh, number would, would work for you that I you think, would feel comfortable Again, because forward? you can't estimate where, like, do you understand the more money that that game generates and the more, like, Madden has stayed so relevant with the changes of technology. It's, it's amazing how quickly they're able to adjust and adapt what they're doing. So there's no real way of knowing how to, to estimate what that game in value is going to be. Now, with that being said, would the value of that game ever fall and go to a place of where it would be less than two million in the life and and of the lifetime no. of that 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 contract? Because so, as you said, they update it every year. So to me, you gotta have like for for me, it's your name, it's your likeness. It it became everything it became because of who you are. You've you've certainly paid off everything you needed to pay off. If I'm EA Sports in terms of cost associated with with everything, okay. let me, let me give you some numbers to help you decide your answer. Go ahead. So the Madden and this includes FIFA, and so I'll try to make the the math simple. The Madden and FIFA games are, are you know basically generated 1.6 billion in revenue. In the fiscal year of 2021, Jesus. based on the 10K documents. So let's just say they're each equally making $800 million a piece a year. Yeah. Does I, that help? Yeah, I mean, it does. I, I, yeah. I would want a percentage of that. Give me, yeah. give me, I don't care if it's 2.5% for the, the, the duration of, of the time, 5%. I would be okay with five percent. That's a lot, man. Yeah, it would be. It would, but but it's it's his likeness. It's I mean, just his so you know, if you're going to so pay, so if it was five percent, that'd be forty million. Or and if it was okay. two and a half percent, it'd be twenty. Okay, if you don't have his name and likeness and image, what do you have? What are you drawing from? Just so another to football me, game. So to me, so to me, if you're going to give him two million dollars a year, his estate two million dollars a year. One hundred and fifty million dollars is is poor. That's very that is very poor to have done that. Because to well, me but, now you got to go. You have to give a larger sum that buys out. You purchase out basically the brand. And what you would say is if if you're generating that type of money off of off of the game and sales, if you're going to purchase the brand, it would have to be more than one hundred fifty million. I, I I agree with you. I think there's a few things as far as like the upfront versus what he was getting paid a year from it. I think it's hard in 2005 to know exactly what 2021 is going to look like, right? Agreed. Like, I think the, one of the, the harder things you you could probably couldn't predict is that you know now these games are going to be more software uploads, so they're so much more easily obtainable. Um, there's probably there's less cost involved, right? You don't actually have like hard disks or you don't necessarily need that quite as much and so i mean there's a lot of things that you might not have known in in 2005 if that's when this deal was struck where you're saying i'll take a nine-figure deal because you know again you invest that 150 million you're still getting your two million a year you're chilling i mean it's it's not a bad deal necessarily but i I am with you i I, agree i i don't know that anyone truly understands especially maybe john madden did maybe didn't but I don't know that he truly understood his value to the success of that game. 
Yeah, his name's on it. I, I just, I just for me, Jonas, I just think that, and and, and Brady, I, I just think that if you you're taking the risk and the chance that you're taking is if you're going to give me 150 million to have the like that's like my upfront pay. And you're basing it off of sales at the point in time that you did that deal. You're still looking at it as a minute. That is still a minute percentage of what it is that they're generating in terms of sales. It, it says at the peak of his uh, broadcasting career, he made $8 million, which in, at inflation or you know whatever that would be comparison to today would be $14 million is the, the article that I saw. I, that, that's I didn't know he was making that much back then. Like that's that's a a significant sum because when John Gruden yeah. was doing Monday Night Football, he was making I think six million dollars, and he was considered like way above everybody else. Now you know Tony Romo, um, you know who's, who's yeah. totally earned it with yeah. his you know preparing for games and uh, his golf game uh, has made uh, significantly ah. more. Have you guys you guys were actually in Madden? You were in the game. Think about how cool that is. In the game. Yeah. Yes, you were in the game. Like, you, you were actually in the Madden game, both we're, you guys. We're still in it. Yes. As free agents. Yeah, they can still put us in there. We're That's still awesome. Um, yeah. By the way, $150 million in 2005, it's equivalent to about $213, $214 uh, million today. I'll take 150 so. bucks. I mean, at this but point. But what, uh, what I wonder what the sales were when he struck that deal. Is what I'm saying. 2005. Yeah. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. let's because to to understand the relevance of them offering him that amount of money, and then saying two million the rest of the way, I just don't. I just think that that's so minute and what his his brand. That'd be so, like saying, you know what, we're going to give Walt Disney 150 million for what it, he is. So how many? Thanks, how Walt. many? No, no, yeah. How many Madden copies were sold in 2005? Do you think? Bruh, I think it was a s load. Give me a number. Uh, I'm going to say over 10. 10 what? Just 10. What? Like just over 10. That's, that's going to be my guess. No, just 10. Like 9 or 10. I'm going to say over and, that. And let me tell you Am something. Am I wrong? In 2005, that's, that's like, I don't want to say the height of popularity because the popularity continues to reinvent itself. But 2005, there is a lot going on with Madden and with technology in 2005. I, I would say anywhere around... And in terms of, are you saying people that bought it? No, no. It's how many copies? Because remember, yeah, back then you're talking about a disc, right? Like, like that's what you're buying. Yeah. Let's say sixty million. How about six million? Yeah. Well, I'm way off. Six that, million. That, that, so, now that's, so that's crazy. what I'm saying. Is is it's not like back then? It probably looked like a really good deal compared to you know what it is sixteen, almost seventeen years later now. Do you guys think that the Madden well, that puts it in perspective? Do, Six million. Do you? Jeez, I would have said sixty. Do you guys yeah. think the Madden video game or fantasy football is more responsible for the explosion of the NFL? It's you both. One or the other? It's it's definitely. I, both. I, I think it's a video game. No, no. Well, uh, it, it's both because fantasy football. What fantasy football has done? It has literally decentralized fan bases. Like. People don't even like. I, I yeah. cheer for this team, but I'm cheering for my fantasy football. Damn right. It's totally evolved the way fandom works now. It's more sophisticated, one hundred percent. Look, I mean, again, the Madden game has done a lot for the game of football, especially for the youth. But you get to a certain point in age where you're not playing video games quite as much. Some of us, or maybe not at all. <laughs> Some of um, us, but. <laughs> you know, fan, fantasy has grown the game because it's, it's literally gotten us to a point 
where it's now involved gambling. I mean, that's kind of what fantasy is. Like, let's be real. Damn right. It, it's essentially been gambling for a while. It was just more of a kind of legal way of doing it. But I don't think anyone would deny the fact that fantasy has helped grow the game of football to make it the superior sport in this country over everything else. Uh, did, Brady, did you ever play Madden? Did you ever play one time the video game? Because um, I know you. Yeah, not- you know. I, well, <laughs> do, you, do you really want to hear the story? Uh, yeah, please. So, do. we uh, before the draft, there was this Xbox party, and I had like a, a little deal with Xbox. So I went in, and they they brought in some guy who was like a professional gamer, and we played Maddenverse one another. And I, I kid you not, I really didn't play video games. It honestly didn't feel like a really a good deal for me because I was like, I can't honestly say I play video games because I don't. Um, and so the guy's kind of showing me, all right, like, this is how you pass. This is how you like, do this, do that. I'm like, okay. And so they're kind of taping us and I am kicking this kid's ass, like literally <laughs> whooping his ass. It was like the Dave Chappelle. You remember the episode when he goes in, he sees this little sick kid and he starts playing yes. the video game and, and, and he's just like not holding back at all. He's just like literally like laughing at his face, beating. Like I was just like, you do this professionally? I was like, my God. And I, I forget what the score was at halftime, but I go, do you even want to play a second half or do you just want to surrender now? He's like, yeah, no, I'm good, man. I was like, okay, cool. See you later. And he but was like, a professional. The, he was a professional. Jesus. At least that's what they told me. I don't know if he was getting paid like 10 bucks to do it. I, I can assure you, there was, I, haven't, I haven't played a Madden video game in probably 12 years. Uh, there was nobody worse at Madden than me. I'm the worst ever. Like you I can could, see that. You can play, play with your feet and beat me. Yeah. Like there's yeah. nobody worse than me at playing Madden. Mm. I was the yeah. worst. Our group of friends, I was terrible, uh, completely awful. Uh, I, could, I could see that. I I could I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Listen, you got to own it. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm not up here. Not hard to see that. I'm not up here bragging mm. about bullying some kid in an Xbox tournament before the draft. An Proud Xbox of yourself? Xbox tournament? Yeah. What tournament? Yeah, whatever. Whatever your deal was. Oh, jeez. I was an EAS guy, man. I wasn't doing Xbox. I was a Sega Genesis guy, man. When Sega Genesis got old, I was out of there, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You get to a certain point where you're like, yeah, I'm good. Like, I'm kind of too old for this. Lee DeLapp, our executive producer, passed this along. The uh, Madden franchise is worth $4 billion, uh, which would put it, if it was an NFL team, ninth in the league. As far as most valuable uh, franchise, just uh, give me two percent, two and a half percent of that. <laughs> that's one. all you'll take. Give me one percent of that. What is that? What does that come out to? <laughs> How the hell should I know? Ask Brady. He's the math. Does that here. come out to more than one one fifty? What they gave him? Well, what it's worth would fluctuate technically based True. on its annual revenues. True. So. Yeah. I don't know where um, Lee pulled that from, but it, it could it could fluctuate. So that's why it's hard to dictate. Because actually, I think sales declined in twenty twenty one for Madden. So. Oh, oh man! Well, if you get two million the rest of the way, I guess it's it's a win. Yeah, it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Pretty, I yeah. mean, not to mention if that you can't if you can't figure out 150 million up front and two million in perpetuity, you got problems. Man. <laughs> I mean, like, if that's your pension, you got some real life problems. Because you got to look at it like it's your pension, right? Like I'm going to get this, and then you know I would assume that that's a part of his estate. So somebody's going to get that two oh, million yeah. every single year. Yeah, you got to believe that you're. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. After but you taxes. keep talking about the two. What about the hundred and fifty million? Truth. I mean, I, you know, well, like, that's how my brain works. Like the hundred and fifty million would have gone away somewhere. So you gotta understand. For me, just I, think about I, this. I put it away and forget about it. If you it. made five percent on the hundred and fifty million a year, that's seven point five million. Real talk. That you're making per year. 
I like, don't even between that the two million, you should be okay. I like, wouldn't I'm, even I would not even I would be so passive and and like I always tell guys that go pro, uh, or when you're looking to go pro, look at your body of work and what you're earning as a player as your investment and and as the value of your stock. Don't like if you're not educated on how stocks work and different things like that, don't do it. You're your own stock. So when I say the two million a year, my stock, my my value, I put that one hundred, whatever it was, one fifty, I put that away. It's there. It's gone. Like that's gone. I will not live off of that. I will not touch it. I will not use it. So everything that I'm able to generate after that, so if that two million is what in my mind what I'm generating, then that's what I'm that's what I'm preparing for, and that's what I'm looking at as that's how I'm budgeting out. I don't even need to put that 150 into something where it's going to yield me a return. I don't even need that. That is the investment. That that is the cash out for me. So that that would be why I would be looking at the two million. I'm looking at okay. I'm starting over. Like the starting over point is I get two million dollars a year. That's my start over. Like what else am I going to do now? If I'm retired, like like Matten is, then I'm looking at that as well. I can live off of whatever after taxes. Whatever my pension is, because you got to believe he had pensions coming in. He had different other different things that, you know, Social Security, you know, all that stuff. So he was probably doing well anyway. I'm just saying I'm just thinking out loud as to how I would have been making sense of it in my head. I mean, whatever the guy touched, uh, it seemed to turn to gold. I mean, anything he put his name on, anything that he was around, whether it was broadcasting, post career, coaching, whatever, just uh, that. And that's a testament to who he was as a guy and just uh, his his resume uh, football wise from top to bottom. Uh, Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. We're going to hand out some awards uh, this week in the world of sports and beyond and it's yours right here on fsr be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific i'm george reister host of the reister or wrong podcast this is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth absolute fire on mondays wednesdays and fridays facts only make sure you check your feelings at the door because no bs is allowed we keep it 100 this is where real conversations happen listen to the right or wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts two pros and a cup of joe fox sports radio LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up top of next hour, uh, we are going to uh, get back into uh, the NFL. We've got uh, some ways that you can, uh, you know, cash in. Uh, if you want to listen to this show, you could have cashed in a long time ago. Uh, we'll get into that here a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we are going to give out the uh, good, bad, and the ugly for the week that was in the world of sports and beyond. I want to let you know we are brought to you by NHTSA. Do you think it's okay to drive stone? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high you not only put yourself in danger but everyone around you stop kidding yourself if you've been using marijuana in any form do not get behind the wheel if you feel different you drive different drive high get a dui paid for by nitsa uh, right now it's time for this there are some good things that happen and there's some bad and then there's some downright ugly things it's time for good bad and ugly 
All right, Lee Delap, our executive producer, my guy, Lee Delap. Yep, uh, who's uh, who's giving out the awards this week? What categories we got? Jonas, why don't you get us started on a good note with the good of the week? All right, this is easy. The Cincinnati Bengals on offense. Uh, John Harbaugh can bitch and moan all he wants about whether or not they were running up the score and and complain about whether or not they were trying to make an example out of them. All I know is this: Joe Burrow threw for over 500 yards for a guy coming off a devastating knee injury, and that. Received receiving core. Uh, they continue to get better and better seemingly each week. Uh, we've talked about this before. They're probably a year too early to really make any sort of uh, an impact in the NFL playoffs, but if they get there and it looks like they will, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. My good goes to the Cincinnati Bengals in that offense. Oh, well done. Well yep. done, Jonas. Damn right. Yeah. That's <laughs> how it's done. Brady, why don't you let us know what was bad this week? Oh, what's bad, and we'll be I'll be curious to see if it continues to be bad is the SEC. SEC SEC. Look, they're 0-4 <laughs> right now in bowl games, too. And it'd be one thing if like you're getting beat by a bunch of other power five schools, but there really hasn't been that. I mean, UCF handled Florida. Uh, Army took care of Missouri. Houston beat Auburn yesterday. And Texas Tech in what I gotta be honest with you. I was dead wrong. I thought Mike Leach in a revenge game, Tech still owes him some money. I thought he would be <laughs> pulling out a can of whoop-ass against his prior employer. Now that he's down at Mississippi State there in Starkville, it was the exact opposite. It was like Texas Tech had, had the secret formula to absolutely pound Mike Leach and the Mississippi State Bulldogs. So, look, the reality is – They're 0-4 right now. They do have two teams in the college football playoff. All I know is if Cincinnati and Michigan win, it is going to be a bad look for the SEC. And this further really just kind of pushes the narrative of, can we expand the playoffs already? Can we expand? There's more parity in college football than people realize. Let's see the matchups. Let's see these group of five teams versus some of these power five teams and how these teams square off. Lastly, LeVar, let us know what was ugly this week. COVID. Ugly ass. <laughs> You're ugly as hell. COVID. And COVID with the Colts. And you know why it's COVID with the Colts? The Colts have won eight of their last 10 games and currently are the fifth seed in the AFC playoff race. All right. Now, here's the problem only one game separates fifth and 11th seed in the AFC. So the Colts are dealing with. Possibly not having Carson Wentz, which some people might think that that's the punchline to a joke that you may not have Carson Wentz uh, going into a, a major game being in the playoff race. But as close as this playoff race is to actually find yourself having to combat against COVID versus combat against making it to the playoffs, uh, I think that's pretty ugly. Well, listen, don't start off on three. I mean, look, I mean, it's their own fault. Don't start off 0-3, and then uh, you won't have to worry about this. Okay, uh, well, there you go. I mean, uh, they are, though, as far as the dark horse team in the AFC, they, they feel like they're the one. That's a dark dark horse with some big old hefty, thick uh, hooves. And jo- Jonathan Taylor is now uh, second in uh, favorite to win MVP behind Aaron Rodgers. He's now jumped over Tom Brady. I just think that there's two teams that have the capabilities of beating Kansas City right now, and that's the Bills and that's the Colts. And if I had to choose which team is hotter right now between the two. Are you riding the Colts? I, I, I 
told you I've, I've, I've ridden that horse. I'll tell you that. So you're not going to ride Bill, so, yeah, you're going to ride a horse. I, I mean, I would ride a bison, a buffalo, you know. <laughs> For God's sakes. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 